0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Elaine B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, February 16th, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book and we're on page 27 reading the fifth paragraph which begins a design for living, oops, which begins upon hearing this, reading through and commenting on three paragraphs ending with a design for living that really works. Today's readers are Jody E. Q. for the 12 Steps, Susan R. for the 12 Traditions, Mo H., and Nancy T. The reference number for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting yesterday, February 15th, is 11054. That's 11,054. And the reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, Friday, February 16th, is 11,054. Always, fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E. Q. to please read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Jody E. Q. Gratefully Recovered in Monterey, California. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing. To make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank, thank you very much, Jodi E. Q. And I will now ask Susan R. to please read the Twelve Traditions.
2: Hi, good morning, this is Susan R. in Rhode Island. Uh, The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Susan R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we're resuming our study on page 27 of the Big Book, starting with the last paragraph upon hearing this, and reading and commenting on three paragraphs, ending with a design for living that really works. And I will now ask Mo H. to please begin reading.
3: Good morning. My name is Mo H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and sugar addict. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved, for he reflected that, after all, He was a good church member. This hope, however, was destroyed by the doctor telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. Here was the terrible dilemma in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which, as we have already told you, made him a free man. We, in our turn, sought the same escape with all the desperation of a drowning man, of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or, if you prefer, a design for living that really works. Again, my name is Mo H., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Thank you for letting me share, and thank you all for your service. Elaine, thank you for sharing this sharing this meeting. Okay, once again, lots of words that Bill used that are so so powerful, vital. Um, I heard it spoken about on yesterday's meeting. Means alive, a vital spiritual experience, and uh, on the other side, um, on the other page, uh, flimsy read and. Uh, a given an uh, uh, a new life has been given us and a design for living just wonderful words and i didn't grasp on to that flimsy reed when I first came into the rooms um, I thought I knew God because I had a religion of my childhood, and so i kind of, i kind of skipped over i did skip over steps two and three and just thought you know I got that but i didn't grab on and i didn't use this program as I I wasn't desperate enough. I needed to be desperate. And it finally happened after staying in the rooms for many, many years and having many uh, succumbing to the disease, as my sponsor says. I succumbed to the disease many, many times. That I was desperate, very desperate, and I needed to grasp that flimsy reed. And uh, which means a weak read, but I grasped it with all the power that I could and I told my sponsor I would be willing to do anything, anything, to to have that freedom that they talk about, to be that free person, that free woman, that free man. So, um, what happened is a new life. I have a new life for the last two years and three months. I am a changed person. I really feel a psychic change, and it happens uh, during those times when uh, my husband is irritating me, and I will just keep my mouth shut, or I will go do my 10-step, or I will make an outreach call. Um, It happens when I'm in traffic, or the other night when we were coming home from Tahoe, and we took a wrong turn. And he gets all upset. And I said, we'll find our way in a very calm and quiet voice. That's a new life. That's a design for living. And this really works. When I work it every day, and I practice uh, my steps on a daily basis to um, remain recovered, I love being sponsored, and I love having sponsees. I just love, love, love all of you, and um, I think I'm done. With that, I will pass.
0: Thank you very much, Mo H. Who would like to comment on these three paragraphs today? Star 1 to unmute. If you'd like to comment, just provide your name. Wendy E. Carrie Candy. Yeah. Kathleen O. Okay. Um, I think I heard Lindsay P., is that what it was? Uh, Terry K. and Kathleen O.? Did I get that right? Linda E. Linda E. (laughs) I knew I had that wrong. I started taking on other names before I was fully done. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, So we have time for a couple more. Would anybody else like to comment on this paragraph? these paragraphs. Well, why don't we start with this then? Um, so, Linda E, Terry Thank K, Kathy, oh, Heidi, uh, Heidi L. Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, Linda E, Terry K, Kathleen O, and Heidi L. Linda E, please go ahead.
5: Thank you for your service. Um, this is the first time I've shared, um, so I'm a little nervous. Um, but uh, I just want to say that my experience for the last, um, I've been in OA for about four years, my experience has shown me that, um, uh, as it says in Step 12, a spiritual awakening. Um, uh, it, it's, a re- it's an awakening of what has been inside me and I think is inside everyone. I think we're born spiritual uh, human beings and um, and so and th- and that gets obliterated by life, you know, and um, so we get we get lost and um and then we uh, with the help of the 12 steps uh we find that spiritual place in each of us that 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 has been with us all along you know it's so uh, so i, so I spent a lot a lot of time um searching uh you know looking outside myself for the answer and uh, and i think it's inside us uh all along i think everyone has it and um and that's that's the amazing thing because once we peel the onion back to that uh, um, uh, it's it, the, the Saturday returns. Thank you again for your service.
0: Thank you very much, Linda E. So happy to have you share on the line. And um, I said Terry Kay, but I think it may be Carrie Kay.
4: Okay. You're
0: up. You're up next, followed by Kathleen O. Uh,
2: star one to unmute. Oh, Carrie. hi I'm
6: sorry. this is Carrie Kay. Can you hear me now?
0: Yes, I can Carrie. Thank you so much
7: Sure, sorry about that. you'd think by now I could manage to do star one, but apparently not. so this is Carrie Kay in Colorado and um, i I was listening and, and it didn't really jump out of me until um, somebody else said it but the the new way of living and and the way she he is able to interact with her husband without yelling or 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 saying other things that, that can create discourse. And um, I continue to work on that, but I have indeed noticed a change that I am able to say now in a calmer, non-threatening fashion, why didn't you turn left here, like I said? Did you know a better way to go? Uh, whereas before I would have screamed and yelled, and not only is that a huge change for me, but what I found is it also results in a change in attitude and behavior by my husband, probably because he doesn't feel attacked for relatively minor, minimal things. So it it's sort of an an unanticipated change that our demeanor and our attitude changes so greatly. And perhaps it's just by getting rid of our, our long-held resentments and angers and fears and by getting rid of them even on a day-to-day basis so that little things don't fester and become big things. And when little things fester and become big things and then there are too many big things, what, are, what does my disease tell me to do? It tells me to eat. It'll make everything better. But by dealing with the little things when they're still little things, there's nothing that my body has to deal with, with food, that everything is much more manageable. And on top of that, when there are feelings such as anger or fear or anxiety, I've learned that it's okay to experience those. And maybe it's scary and maybe it's uncomfortable, but it's not going to kill me to feel those feelings. And I can be like, a normal person and feel my anger or feel my anxiety and get through it without trying to drown it in food. So the, the changes are just so much greater than one would have ever anticipated and in ways that are different than one would have anticipated. And that's what I find quite remarkable. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carrie Kay.
0: Kathleen O, you're up next, followed by Heidi L. Good
8: morning. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you for your service this morning, and everyone else on the line. <clears throat> this is Kathleen O, grieffully recovered compulsive eater in Northern California. And unlike Roland Hazard, I did not go to Switzerland to find a cure for my eating disorder, but I did, you know, follow. I just like him. I, I did things that, you know, I was able to lose weight. And, you know, it was said that he drank on his way back to America. And um, so like him, nothing worked. And so coming into, you know, 12-step recovery and, you know, learning that I needed to have this necessary vital spiritual experience. And for me, that came working the steps, I mean, I had a conception of God. I do believe that, um, you know, like the big book tells us, deep down inside every one of us, there is something that, you know, we know is bigger than us. And so I just tapped into that and, and my, you know, my relationship with my higher power just grew as I moved through these steps. And, you know, a lot of people um, have, they struggle with, and I have struggled with this, too, um, of having, you know, you have this vital ex- spiritual experience, go through the steps, work the steps, and, um, and really do get freedom from the food and freedom from, you know, fighting people and having to control things. But it's real easy to rest on our laurels, which is basically being satisfied with where we're at and feeling that further, necess- further you know, work isn't necessary. And, um, and I love uh, the, the visual that Kim G. gives of the escalator. And, you know, as a compulsive overeater, I have to walk up the down escalator. And I have to keep moving or I'm going to be dragged down to the bottom. And, and I love that visual because that's sort of how this program is for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have to keep working it. I have to stay connected with my higher power. Um, I have to work these steps and, um, and I need to do it on a daily basis and I need entire abstinence on a daily basis. I need to remember every day that I'm powerless over food. Um, and when I do have entire abstinence and work these steps, life is just easier. And I do get those nine step promises that they talk about. Um, but they can go away if, I stopped walking up that down escalator. If I just pause and sit there, it'll pull me down. And, and, and I think that's, you know, I hear, I hear people, you know, people call me and say, you know, well, you know, I'm doing all this and yet I still want to eat. And, um, and it's basically, it's like, we really have to work this program for me. I need to work it very strongly every day, stay connected with my higher power, stay connected with all of you. And um, you know, God, I Just love the reminder. acronym for God.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Elaine.
8: The acronym for God is good early direction and this program has it. And thank you, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Kathleen O. Heidi L, you're up next.
9: Uh, this is Heidi L, a recovering compulsive overeater in California. <laughs> um, I love this passage. Can I be heard? Yes, yes. Thank you. Oh, oh okay. Yep. Sorry. Um I love this passage and it's something that has been confusing for me. Um in the first paragraph where it talks about being a good religious person and but not having the vital spiritual experience. I was baffled for a long time because I um not being religious, but had a relationship with higher power and prayed and another uh program and for a long time didn't want to deal with a different program for my food, which is my core addiction um and and would get angry at God like i'm praying it's a spiritual experience it says that you know our higher power is what helps us, and without program and other people that are in food addiction and and the 12 steps around the food, I couldn't um, get recovery. And so that was always confusing to me. And and so I love the last paragraph where it says, we in our turn sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. And um, my sponsor used to tell me, you know, if you really, really want it, God will answer. And I'm like, well, of course I want it. And that used to make me upset too, like, well, I pray, I want it, you know. But when this really happened for me, that desperation was coupled with a willingness to do anything. You know that part in the preamble where it says willing to go to any lengths. And um, and having faith that, that God's hand is loving and powerful. and And doing the design for living that's laid out. Like in this book it's laid out. My food is obstinate and laid out every day, like doing one day at a time the design for living that's laid out for my food addiction and my recovery around food addiction and I had to get so desperate that I was willing to make this my primary program to realize that this addiction it doesn't matter five other addictions that are healed that this addiction is ruining and robbing my life and um And having that desperation matched with the willingness to really do the design for living. Because I can have the desperation and the prayer, but without the action of a design for living, it didn't work. So it's all of it together. The desperation, willingness enough to do it, what unblocks me to God, allowing the loving and powerful God in, and then doing the design for living every day. You know, I love what I heard earlier, that I can't rest. Um, I love the image of walking along that, now I can't even think of the word, the escalator, because resting on my laurels has, you know, I just came out of a four-year relapse and have 36 days of abstinence, and it took me four years to get that, and it's a miracle, and I just really am thankful for a vision for you, thankful for these steps, and thankful that I finally got the desperation of a drowning woman, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Heidi L. So today we're reading and commenting on page twenty seven and there's a solution. We started with the fifth paragraph, the last paragraph which begins upon hearing this. We read through and we're commenting on three paragraphs that ends with a design for a living that really works. Who'd like to comment on those paragraphs today?
6: Lori S. Lori T.
0: Lori S. E Lori T. Lori T. Jody got you, Lori T and Jody E. Q.
4: Arlene H.
0: Arlene H.
4: Andra D.
0: Andra D. Leslie. Sue Su- Ann D. Sue Ann D. And Sherry KB. Or Leslie D. I think. Um, and Sherry KB.
2: And one more. Okay, let's go with that. I have
0: um, Lauren S., Lori T., Jody E. Q., Arlene H., Sue Ann D., Leslie D., and Sherry K. B. Hopefully I got that all right. <laughs> so um, uh, Lori S., we're going to start with you, and then we'll have Lori T.
10: Hi, thank you so much for your service. This is Lori S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in San Francisco, Bay, California. I've been dying all week to have an opportunity to share, and finally, I'm not working today, so I get to. I went to church schools. I have a degree, two degrees from my church institution. If any one thing would encapsulate who I am as a person is I am a person of faith. And it's a really strong faith, at least I thought it was, until I got to the rooms of OA. I have a loving sponsor who confronted me in the We Agnostics and said, you know, you're behaving like an agnostic. And I'm going,
0: no, 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 no.
10: But I behaved as if I didn't know because what I wasn't doing was the steps. I have been to faith-based weight programs. Pray, and it'll help you. Pray, it'll help you. Memorize scripture verse. It'll help you. You know what? Temporarily, because it didn't use the steps to clean house. Now, right now, my church is following the practice of Lent. And Lent is really a spring house cleaning. And I just find it so fascinating that, you know, we can boil down the steps to trust God, clean house serve others. Because what I needed was that gentle step guide who said, let's get through these steps. Can you admit your powerlessness? I floored my husband last night in talking about compulsive eating. I said, you don't realize that there would be a box of donuts sitting in the staff room. And I'd walk down and get one with the full intent of having one, then walk back for the next, then walk back for the next, then walk till they were all gone. He was in tears. It it just blew me away that he didn't realize just how hard my compulsion was. And it struck me that, yes, I am really a compulsive overeater, that my life was unmanageable from food, from my will, and I really needed the steps to show me and to help me get a practice where I can keep my spiritual house in order with the help of God as I understand God. I am so grateful for this line, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity this year. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Lauren S. Lori T., you're up next, followed by Jody E. Q. Hi,
6: good morning. This is Lauren T. Um, thanks for the meeting. Um, it just keeps coming with this book. As I read it, even just reading it during this meeting, more and more um, I feel God speak to me through it, and a couple of things that um, I found really interesting. Um, I have a recovered friend who told me that she thought the AA-12 12 and 12 was irrelevant because only one person wrote it, and I don't know if I feel that way, but I do think that there's a lot to say about the big book, and just reading in this chapter section about this gentleman, and I'm not a historian. I don't know many facts, but it looks like he's a businessman, it looks like he travels, and it looks like he's a good church member, and it looks like at the same time this addiction has overtaken his life. And it just reminded me of how I have seemingly functioned on certain levels. Even though the addiction was, was overtaking so many other areas, I was still able to function. So that was a good observation for me. I also thought about um, the desperation of drowning men, because I, I just swam yesterday. And even just having got a little bit of water, um, you know, in my nose and all, there's this panic. And what I thought about with that was there's this sense that I'm in a substance and I'm completely immersed in a substance that I can't overcome. I can't overcome water. Air I can usually do okay with because I live in air. But the water was a it's a foreign substance, and once it goes in, and takes over and I can't get out of it. It's within and without is what I'm saying when one is drowning. And that just speaks to me about the totality of the devastation of this disease. It's within and without. And then um, to me the flimsy read reminded me really of the early stages in, in OA. I mean, that's pretty flimsy idea to, to kind of put your food down and read through the book or some of these things that, they don't seem particularly powerful. And I remember being cynical First, listening to meetings and not having done the steps, thinking it's that Edge? What a joke! Is that supposed to work? You know. And uh, of course, uh, thankfully, I have a human with God. He said, "Yeah, it does, right?"
1: <laughs> and it did. <laughs> and
6: anyways, and uh, then my favorite part of this is a new life has been given me. Um, I've shared the new force. So my mother recently passed yesterday. I just got her her cremains. And um, anyway, so uh, it, they weren't delivered exactly. By the plan, in the process, I ended up two other ladies shared with me about their parents that had also been cremated because they received my package initially. And um, so I picked the funeral director. I, you know, I thought I was supposed to sign and blah, blah, blah. And anyways, I prayed about it. God says, that's what I wanted to happen. I wanted you to have a story to share and listen to other people's story to get healing. And that would give it to you. And this whole life, this design of living was given to me. And I think if I ever start to lose that perspective and think that I'm somehow doing this and I'm keeping abstinent or I'm uh, recovering or I'm um, doing my inventories or I'm having these vital spiritual experiences and not realizing that they're given to me, for me, I don't think I'm going to be as close to God, that powerful hand, um, as I want to be. And that's what I want to be. Thank you so much. With that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much, Lori T
6: jody e q you're up next followed
0: by Arlene h
1: Good morning everybody this is jody e q gratefully recovered in California <clears throat> so this this is such an interesting thing how we can be very very spiritual religious people, but it doesn't spell the necessary uh uh, vital spiritual experience. Why is that? Many religions um, include inventory, self-inventory. They include service to others. They include surrender to God. So what's missing from religion that we have here in the, in Overeaters Anonymous or in the 12-step program? I think The only thing that I can really see that's missing from many religions is the concept of helping somebody else with the same problem that I have. I need to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. It's the same thing if I'm an alcoholic and I'm a good member of AA, I can't just stay in AA and recover from my disease of compulsive overeating because I, I won't be helping another compulsive overeater. So we had to find our family. We have to find our, our, um, fellow compulsive overeaters to recover. I have to carry this message to another compulsive overeater. And, uh, And I believe that's why my religion was not sufficient to help me. Um, I'd also just like to comment briefly on this last paragraph that we read today. Um, So, a new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. That's exactly what I felt when I came to my first meeting I had an intuitive sense that these 12 steps were the design for living that I was lacking. I knew I was lacking something and I needed something. And as soon as I read or heard these 12 steps, I knew deep in my core that I had found what I needed. And that's exactly what the 12 steps are in Overeaters Anonymous for me is a design for living. It works when I work it. And yes, as many have said already, I have to work it every day. I can't rest on my laurels, and I really have to work it seriously. And then it really does work. And for that, I'm so grateful. With that, I pass. Thank you very much, Joda E.Q.
0: Arlene H., you're up next, followed by Sue Ann D.,
11: Hi, my name is Arlene, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I understand that our friend was a good church member, and I believe that I I know in my heart that the difference between having religious convictions and having a vital spiritual experience is tremendous spiritual experience is so very personal um, has to do with my connection with my higher power is very different in just believing that this is correct and this is incorrect and having religious a man made um, you know way to uh, follow the God of your choice is a religion But a personal spiritual experience is not man-made. It seems to happen from within us. And one of the uh, personal spiritual experiences is also described here um, when it says what seemed at first a flimsy read. This is my humanness um, telling you what it looks like and it proved to be the loving, powerful hand of God. You see, and then there is my spiritual experience. What it seems to look like in my human eyes, with my human limited brain, is not what it really is. What it really is, proves to be, is God's grace. I need to be willing um, just like it said a couple of uh, days ago, all we needed to be was uh, willing to make the effort and honestly wanted to. And when I am there in that space, honestly wanting to and willing, then that powerful hand of God comes in to take me the rest of the journey. It is not a flimsy read. Guess what? I was wrong when I thought that it seemed like a flimsy read. And when I know that I know very little about a lot, then I can take my life and my will and put it into God's hands, who knows very much, in fact, everything about everything. Then I'm in good care. By myself, I'm not. So... um Yes, with all the desperation of a drowning person. Yes, I must grasp on to the loving, powerful hand of God, no matter what it looks like. And when I do that, it uh, places me in a position of neutrality. I could go on with my day without preoccupation. Thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you very much, Arlene H.
0: Sue you're up next, followed by Leslie W. So I want to un- Hello. Oh. Hi, Suanne.
4: This is Sue D from Goshen, New York. Um, thank you everyone uh for being there as uh, a wonderful support. Thank you for your service. Um, I was struck Uh, by what seemed at first a flimsy read because that image floats in and out of my um, compulsive nature and my nature to control because um, I've only been abstinent three weeks, uh, gratefully and humbly so. And the flimsy read Um, for me, has emerged over the past 11 years that I've been in program into the loving and powerful hand of God. But when I don't work the program, it returns back to the flimsy reed because my belief strengthens um, that which I hold in the hand of God. Um, If I am controlling, then I am not really turning over my willingness to the hand of God. Also, uh, yesterday I realized that um, if a new life has been given to me and uh, designed for living uh, that really works, I need to focus on that in order to restructure uh, what was a life of addiction. And I realized that each morning I need to wake up and have a routine that I can rely on um, to give me a strong foundation to continue building my abstinence. Um, And although I've been in program 11 years and have learned an amazing amount about myself, about my spiritual life, about my emotional life, and about abstinence, um, I feel like I turned the page on a new chapter in my life just three weeks ago and need to start rebuilding that foundation. And with the grace of God, um, I will be able to do that on a daily basis, kind of like breathing. I wake up in the morning, I take a breath, I start my day, and I need to start it with the steps. I need to start it with writing. I need to start it with a prayer. I need to start it with a vision for you. And then I can go on with the rest of my day as a productive and healthier person rather than Gentle one who's, who's preoccupied with her addiction and with that I pass thank you
0: thank you very much to Andy glad you're here Leslie W you're up next followed by Sherry KB
12: thank you so much this is Leslie W recovered in Tennessee Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved, for he had reflected that, after all, he was a good church member. Yes, uh, I, I too, when I first walked into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous back in 2010, thought, I saw the first three steps on the wall, and I thought, okay, I got this. Um, I turned my life over, over uh, many, many years ago so this this ought to be this ought to be pretty simple and this ought to be pretty easy i can um i, I ought to be able to just, just sail right through this. I wanted to just come in get sick and get the hell out of there. I really had no desire at all to you know um be of service to anyone but myself uh and I had a lot of resentment towards the church in the beginning because um you know i was i was i was a good church member um I was singing in the choir, I was leading bible studies, I was throwing baby showers for girls for women in in the church, and I was doing and i was I was up front and center only the problem is with that. I I was a hypocrite. And I was up there singing in the choir and thinking about what I was going to have for lunch. After everybody left after the baby shower, I would binge on the cake when everybody had gone. And the truth of the matter is, I hated myself. And not only that, but I I was really angry on the inside. And pretending to be happy on the outside. And I ate. And ate and ate. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I had no clue. I had no clue how sick I really was. Today, um, I'm thankful that I was open enough to hear the solution. That. I realized that being religious doesn't mean that you have a connection with God. It doesn't mean that my concept, even though I was a church member, my concept of of God was all screwed up. And I didn't really believe he wanted to help me. Um, Today, I believe differently. Thank God for that. You know, thank God for this program, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Leslie W. Sherry K.B.,
13: you're up next. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. It's Sherry K.B. in Northern California. Very grateful, Recovered Compulsive reader Thank you so much for your service, Elaine, and everybody on the line, and welcome newcomers. Um, I, you know, I, I've been hearing people talk about uh, being a member of an, you know, of a, Organized religion, and um, I'm going to take a different spin on this. Um, you know, I, I, I've taken a lot of people through this book. Um, I've been taken through the book, of course, and um, I take a lot of double winners through it. And um, you know, they'll come in and say, you know, well, I've been this other 12-step program. I've worked the steps, and you know, I felt the same way myself. And I worked the 12 steps and various food programs of 12-step programs, and. You know, what I was told was, you know what, Sherry, your credits don't transfer into this, um, nor do do my credits transfer into your program. But what I do know is that I had to set aside everything that I knew, um, my ideas, um, and that to work this program, and that even meant whether it was my religious background or all the other 12-step programs I've worked that had worked the steps in, that when I came in, in to do it this way, I had to set aside all of that. I had that my credits did not transfer into this and that what it was was that I wanted a new design for living so that I could connect with a power greater than myself to have a spiritual experience in order to recover from this terrible disease that I've had, um, to be able to recover and not get cured but to be recovered. And so... You know, by doing this, even though it seemed flimsy, it seemed like, well, is this really going to get me recovered? Is this really going to work? Is this going to, um, you know, take away my want for all the food that I used to eat? And, you know, it in the beginning it seemed like a flimsy read, like it wasn't strong enough, it wasn't going to work. But what happened was is because of getting into this work, it it unblocked me so that I could connect with a power greater than myself so that I could have a new design for living and I love what Bill says on page 15. He says, you know, I'm talking um, with a new man there, you know, amazingly lifted up and set on my feet. It is a design for living that works and rough going. And a lot of us, you know, you hear us on the line and, you know, we, we, we're on fire here and I love it. And, you know, but I still have problems. And, you know, what I do, though, is I've got – a, a, a design for living that helps me in rough goings and so that I don't have to be face down in the food anymore and neither do you if you get into this book get a get a step guide or a big book sponsor and work these steps you too can have a new design for living that even when the fear comes up that you'll know exactly what to do with it by doing 10 and eleven and living in 12 and I'm so grateful for that and grateful for the connection with my higher power and to that I don't have to let religion or other 12 step programs interfere in what is in this program that can help me um, recover from this terrible disease. And with that I pass thank you.
0: Thank you very, very much, Sherry K B. We have time for one more two minute share. Does anybody have a burning desire? Oh Leah S.
3: Gerald B.
2: Donna
3: <laughs> L. L.
0: Oh, thank you all.
14: I wish we had another hour. I heard Leah ask first, so please go ahead, Leah. You've got about two minutes. Oh, wow. Thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure to hear you, Elaine. Oh, I don't have my big book in front of me, although I did bring it, but okay. Um, so basically, um, when I came into a program, all I had in mind was how am I going to stop this overeating? How am I, you know, forget about all those promises and forget about anything else? How am I going to stop with all those, those binges and, and non-stop eating when I didn't even know that there exists? I thought it was just with some super super people, three meals a day for crying out loud. And um, okay, so I found it. It's a um, we. And I'm going to change that to me. I, in turn, sought the same escape with the desperation of drowning men. So that's exactly what I came in with. And that's what I focused on. And I figured all the other stuff that people are talking about, I was told to do it one step at a time. And all the other stuff, the promises, Nobody can promise me anything. First, let me get this weight off, and let me just follow the advice of my sponsor. And that's exactly what I did. Followed my advice and and just kept on going, doing the assignments, reading it, listening, and trying to understand it with a desperation because in the past, I had filled those desperation times with the food. And now those times were filled with spirituality, which I now understand is spirituality. Very, very simple. And then I, I went forth with gratitude, and that even made it stronger. And thank you for letting me share. I pass.
0: Thank you very much for bringing us out with your share, Leah S., and thank you to everybody who has had such wonderful shares today. We're now going to transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will um, Nancy T., please read a vision for you?
3: Thank you. This is Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Over Here in Lewiston, Idaho.